0: Ideas should be presented with simple grounding examples. Try never to offer mere abstractions. The more specific you can be, the clearer your concepts will be to yourself, and the clearer also the understanding you convey to others. When describing waves on a vast ocean, for example, first see them clearly in your mind. Hear them. Feel them that clear visualization will help you to make your presentation more vivid. (laughs) I feel that, I feel I'm in a catch-22. Here I'm going to try to present ideas to you about how to present ideas. (laughs) So whatever I do is not going to work. I just don't know, I don't exactly know how I'm going to, like, make this happen. So, but I, I can, because I'm always talking and I'm always presenting ideas, and I do understand about mere abstractions. What I was really struck by, and I'm just going to start there, because really my, my, my whole life has been presenting ideas to people, often very complicated ideas. Um, in, in normal circumstances, this is being recorded in the year 2020 during the uh, COVID pandemic, I don't know when it'll be viewed, but this is when it's happening. And I'm going to just tell a a, a 2020 joke here because I enjoyed it. Somebody sent me a a cartoon or just a picture. And the picture was just somebody's driving down the highway. But when you look up, you see that there's this cow flying across the sky in the clouds. And, And the caption or the explanation says, in normal times, I would have stopped to try to figure out what that was about. But this is 2020, so I think I'll just keep driving. <laughs> and that's sort of what this, this year has been for all of us. It's been quite memorable. And it's not over. At least I'm talking to you now. It's only September when I'm recording this. Okay, now let me think what I was going to say. Oh, yes, but in normal times, I, I swim for exercise and I'm quite a sissy so I like to swim in this really warm indoor pool at the YMCA near here. And I'm also a a, a chronologically developed person, which is to say an older woman. (laughs) We talk about others who are chronologically challenged, whereas we are chronologically developed. Um, And the YMCA is, uh, it's a place where uh, families go and where other chronologically developed people go. So it's more relaxing than some environments. And I, I like it for that, because there's often a lot of kids around. Well, this woman comes in with her little girl. And the little girl was about six years old, I think. And the little girl is a very, very vibrant and a very, ver- very verbal person. And the little girl is full of ideas. She's just full of life experiences. And she's talking pretty continuously to her mother, holding her mother's hands. And I can hear enough of the conversation. She's not just babbling. She's really thinking about life and trying to talk about things as a five or six-year-old child would do. Child talks continuously, talks in the swimming pool. The only time the child stops talking is when her head was actually underwater. And then when she was underwater, she couldn't talk. But as soon as she came up, she would start telling her mother something else. And, and it is important to say that she was not just chattering she just had a very active mind and she was just thinking about life experiences and reflecting and talking about it. And later on, we were back in the locker room and the, the little, the dressing room, I guess you call it, the, the little girl when she was under the shower also stopped talking. And I sort of, I went up to the mother with great sympathy and I said, I was like that. I said, because the mother looked a little shell-shocked. That was actually, I forgot to put that in. You know, it's just like, this child is such a handful. And I I said to the mother, you know, I was a lot like that. And it it worked out pretty well for me. I just, I've made a profession out of that. You know, there's a lot of professions that you can make just from that kind of skill. In fact, another friend of mine who actually became quite wealthy, he, he said he never accomplished anything until he realized that he could make money just by talking, and he became a salesman, and he became just really good at selling because the only thing in life that he was able to do very well was to talk, and he d- discovered it was a profession, and in fact, quite a lucrative one, and it worked for him. Now, coming back to that, my my whole adult life, ever since I got onto the spiritual path, pretty much, my actual my actual job at the beginning was cooking, but I was c- the I was cooking at the retreat at a meditation retreat also which was also the residence for about 25 or 30 members of the community and and the kitchen becomes the heart of a community especially if it's a big communal kitchen that's it's just where everybody gravitates and where everybody hangs out so it was a place to talk we all talked and also from the very beginning swami kriyananda put me in a position where i had to explain things to people and i understood almost immediately when i met swami kriyananda that I was witness to an extraordinary the incarnation of an extraordinary individual and what I was witnessing was not meant for me alone that that the reason I was there having a front row seat for this very unusual incarnation was so that I could transmit it to others and transmit it in words so it's always been this reality of mine that everything that happens to me and all the ideas that I'm working with spiritually, sooner or later, and usually sooner, they just start having to come out. Because that's, that's the way I learn. that's the way I've grown. This is the karma that I have, that I, I have to live through. It, 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 I believe, and this has been confirmed by sources with more authority than just me, I'm sure that I've been articulate for a long time. But I used that ability to draw people to ideas that were less helpful to them. I'm sure I've been political, I'm sure I've been a revolutionary. I'm sure I've gotten us all in a lot of trouble. With this verbalization, one of one psychic reading actually said that I helped start the French Revolution. <laughs> Whether I actually did or not is less important to me than the fact that I could have because it always comes out in words like this, but I understand exactly what Swami's talking about here about how it has to be really vivid to you. You have to really know what you're saying and why you're saying it. it, I'm a person who both writes and speaks. Oftentimes, people who write are not as good at at speaking because they're really two completely different skills. But I'm, I'm more facile speaking, but I've also learned to write. But writing makes the speaking. Um, much more effective, because when it's a written word, you, you don't have the benefit of your enthusiasm and your energy that can kind of just kind of get something across, even if the words you're using are not very clear. But when it's written, the words are just there. What does this actually mean? And so the the habit, which has been built into me, was was built in me from birth, because I'm a truth seeker. I've always been a truth seeker, and and many very positive values were inculcated into me by the parents that raised me by the family i was raised in but one of the very powerful ones was telling the truth it just was there was not there was no space in the world i lived in to not um to try to cover up you just had to say what was true and fortunately because my parents were refined and uplifted in their way of thinking um one suffered the consequences appropriate consequences for one's own actions but in my family we were never punished for telling the truth so there was never any value in not telling the truth which of course i was born into that family because it suited me exactly because the a very intense desire to know what is really true is is profoundly deep in me and of course it's led me to want to have not merely superficial truth or even scientific truth, but ultimate truth, absolute truth, divine truth. Not, you know, once everything else is taken away, what is actually left. But as a consequence of that kind of of being avid about truth itself, you know, everything has to be brought to a very clear focus. It's very interesting to me um, in the course of the many years that I've lived within the context of Ananda, um, people read aloud from different um, uh, scriptural books. Um, uh, Paramahansa Yogananda has written beautiful poetry, beautiful poetic prayers. Swamiji and and Master and Swamiji have both written profound uh, spiritual and philosophical treatises. And it's interesting because when I've had to read things out loud, and I'm reading out loud from this book also, but in the course of time when I've had to read things out loud, it's very interesting. You know, you have to know what you're saying. And sometimes people are reading out loud and you can tell that they don't know what they're saying. And I don't mean that they, they don't know what the words are, but they don't deeply know what it means. When when person people read for our public services, um, we often say, You know, you need to read what you're going to read out loud until every single word has real and actual meaning for you. So that, just like Swami says here, so if you're going to talk about the ocean, you can see the ocean. When Master talks about a hummingbird, you can see the hummingbird. When Swami's talking about, you know, a saint merging into the white light, it may not be possible um, to go into that white light if you don't have the stage of consciousness, but some part of you has to feel what that would be like. The way Swami also put it just beautifully, he said, words are symbolic, but they also have a vibratory relationship to that which they represent. So we say the word love, for example, and the word love is a very different word than the word grief. Or we say the word waterfall, and the word waterfall is a very different word than the word automobile. Because each of them conveys something and through the word that's offered, hopefully, something of what that word symbolizes will be transferred. You know, a tremendous amount of communication is not literal, it's vibrational. When I had my deposition taken in a, in a lawsuit that I was scrambled up in, and, you know, the attorney was, he was not my friend. The attorney taking my deposition was not my friend. I, their case was untruthful, and I had no wish to cooperate with the travesty that was in front of me. And plus, my attorney was telling me, only answer what they actually ask you. Even if it's perfectly clear what they meant to ask you, only answer what they actually ask you. Don't Help them. And especially because the situation was so dishonorable. You know, I was, I was keen on that. But it was fascinating because I listened very carefully to the words and I responded only to the words. And I just blocked out the vibration and the thought. And I realized wow, most of communication is not really verbal. We just offer words and then this, there's this thought transference that happens. So what Swamiji is talking about here, and, and I'm sure you've noticed it, there are people who will talk and somehow even when they finish you don't know what they've said. Or they'll talk about high ideals or philosophical things and all the words are there, but when they finish you have no idea what they've said. You can follow the reasoning, but the vibration wasn't there because the vibration is your consciousness. Now Swami's putting it, he's giving us a technique if you're using the word ocean, you have to say the word ocean in a way that relates to the ocean. And and the ocean is this huge, wonderful thing that's mysterious, and it's moving, and it has all this magnificent power in it. So you can't just say, oh yeah, we went to the ocean. Because <laughs> if we just went to the ocean, like, where were you? What were you doing? But if we we went to the we went to the ocean, and then wow, we're at the ocean all of a sudden. So, in in the uh, in the course of the rituals that are part of our life with the Ananda community, we have this ritual that we read every week. It's called the Festival of Light. It's it's a repeating ritual. It's poetic, but it's 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 fast been fascinatingly fun for me because I've been doing this not every week, but many weeks out of the year for well since 1987 so that's a long time but every time i do it every one of those words has every one of those words represents a reality they're not just words they're they're not just you know a fledgling bird flew out from the world and is you know be fruitful and multiply its parents told it because you are a part of all that is i mean those are the words but you don't feel the fledgling bird flying out you don't feel the parents saying be fru- be fruitful and multiply and share with others whatever you achieve you know, those are really those are magnificent ideas but they're not there in the words they're there in the in the vividness swami's word is perfect in the vividness with which you yourself can feel and share that and if you're not committed and if you're not clear you shouldn't be talking and if you really want to communicate, then you have to put your concentration and energy in it. Well, I mean, of course, you don't have to. Anybody can be anybody they want. But if you want to be effective and you find that people aren't listening to you or they're not understanding you, back up into yourself and, and find, the, find clarity and strength and the feeling of what you're trying to say and then speak from that inner reality and you'll find that you'll be received entirely differently. So, ideas should be presented with simple grounding examples. Try never to offer mere abstractions. The more specific you can be, the clearer your concepts will be to yourself, and the clearer also the understanding you convey to others. When describing waves on a vast ocean, for example, first, see them clearly in your mind hear them, feel them. That clear visualization will help you to make your presentation more vivid. Joy to you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners, so if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation, or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.